0: Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 1,950. Be prepared to be inspired.
1: What I realized is that I had a great passion for what I did. And that was my strength, passion. You know, you have to have passion if you want to succeed at whatever it is you're doing. The word itself, passion, is from the Latin word passio. And it means suffering or enduring. And compassion means to suffer with. And the compassionate aren't immune to other people's pain. So passion is, it's at its core, a form of pain that demands to be quenched. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration.
0: So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, inspiring automotive enthusiasts, or today I should say motorcycle enthusiasts, and welcome to Cars Yeah. Today I'm in beautiful Quebec, Canada, with a very special guest by the name of Bic. Bic. Mitch Bergeron, Mitch, welcome <laughs> to Cars Yeah. Do you have it in gear? And are you ready to release the clutch?
1: Hey, Mark. Yes, I am in gear. All Maybe right. it might be a four-speed, but I'm in gear.
0: That's okay. That's okay. As long as it rolls on rubber, we love it here. Cars. Yeah. Now, before I give you a proper introduction and we dive into this uh, awesome new book that you've written, what's one little thing that maybe most people may not know about you that you're willing to share? (laughs)
1: <laughs> it's kind of off topic, but I try my best to be a vegetarian.
0: <laughs> oh, really? Okay, well, no, that's cool. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, it's totally off topic.
0: My daughter-in-law is a vegetarian, and when she when she and my son come to visit, we go totally vegetarian, which is quite interesting because we're usually not, we mostly eat a lot of fish and chicken here, but what mm-hmm. what caused you to go down that path? Was it strictly for health reasons or animal rights kind of thing or
1: yeah its it's mostly animal rights and uh-huh. uh, animal welfare and Real stuff for, like that, yeah. and I've always been you know uh, you know uh, I've always had a lot of shelter dogs and stuff and nice I just prefer i i think it's also one of the ways uh, we can solve our our problems in the world you know- uh-huh. you know they're they're always talking about electrical uh, electric cars and whatever and stuff but I mean if we diminish our or uh, um, I'm thinking in French and English. Uh, <laughs> if if we if really? we if, if we consume less meat, you know, yes, it, it, it's just better for the whole planet. You know,
0: you know, having uh, a family member who is vegetarian has definitely helped us open our eyes that there's so many very delicious opportunities, and definitely, I believe, probably healthier uh, in many ways. So uh, I think that's pretty yep. cool. Yep. And yep. I know my son; he still continues to eat some meat, but one of the things he stopped eating is pork. And he just said, you know, I just like pigs. I think they're kind of smart and they're kind of cool. I don't want to eat them. And so, <laughs> so uh, you know, I think she's yeah. I think my daughter-in-law is yeah. kind of working on him, you know, a little bit by a little bit, you know, yeah. to uh, get him down that path. But definitely a healthy way to to go. So uh, I commend you for that. Let me give you a proper introduction. And we're going to dive in the world of motorcycles today, which I've ridden motorcycles mm-hmm. throughout my life. Love them. Uh, never ridden Harleys, though. So you can kind of persuade me that really? way okay. today. Yeah, because I always drove Italian or rode italian bikes i I had a ducati and envy augusta and then back when i was in high school i did a lot of dirt bike riding and on yamahas and and hondas but never never harleys i've ridden a couple uh just because i had friends with them and they were kind of different and fun so uh let me give you a proper introduction. Okay. Mitch Bergeron is an acclaimed Harley Davidson historian and a professional motorcycle builder whose bikes have earned him numerous wins at the biggest shows in the United States. Born in Canada to French Canadian parents, the rules and regulations in Canada led Mitch to move to Palm Springs, California, where he where his career flourished. With so many ups and downs along the way on his journey, it moved him to write his first book titled Harley Davidson Sourcebook, and it's. Celebrates these iconic motorcycles in a very encyclopedic form, but it's beautiful. Rich and vivid photography, insightful commentary, and production specs and data, including all the milestones, production models since 1903, from the first prototype to the silent gray fellow to the latest CVO electric glides and soft tails. His new book is the number one resource for you diehard Harley fans. All around the world. We'll take just a minute to uh, hear from our sponsors. So give them a little listen, then we'll be back to dive into the world of Harley Davidson with Mitch. So sit tight, keep your helmet on. We'll be right back. My friends at Covercraft offer you 10 different options. That's right, 10 for your vehicle's protection. You can choose from Weather Shield HP, HD, Sunbrella, Ultratech, Reflect, Form Fit custom view shield and their newest five layer all climate cover three layer moderate climate cover and a five layer indoor option you have all sorts of ways to protect your car all of these are custom tailored by Covercraft's crafts talented craftspeople it's the form and fit with the quality to attention to detail that has been their standard since 1965 surface protection is the best way to preserve the investment you've made in your vehicles it's what i do Covercraft protects cars, trucks, motorcycles, RVs, trailers, and watercraft too. I have a Covercraft cover for every one of my vehicles, and I've got a deal for you. If you use the code YAH21, 21 Y-E-A-H, two, one, at Covercraft.com, they'll give you 10% off your order, plus you get free shipping. That's right, 10% off and free shipping. Just use the code YAH21 at checkout. Covercraft, protecting the things that move you. I was talking with a buddy of mine the other day, and he asked me about American Collectors Insurance. He said, while I listen to you on Cars Yeah, you're always talking about agreed value collector car insurance. Well, I insure all my cars on my regular auto insurance policy, and I've done it for years. Why use a different company for my collector cars? I get a multi-car discount. Isn't that good enough? I suggested he call his carrier and ask how much he would get if his collector car was totaled Tell them you're a friend of Mark Green's at Cars Yeah. American Collectors Insurance, classic car insurance, designed by collectors, for collectors, automotive enthusiasts just like you and me. They're the ones that insure my car. That's American Collectors Insurance. All right, Mitch, we're back. So let's kind of take a walk through a little bit of your early life because you've You've done some amazing builds, and your bikes have been uh, awarded through uh, Easy Rider Invitational, Best of Shows, VQ Magazine. You've been featured on TV shows, including... Biker build off Chopper Nation and Chopper Challenge, and you've written articles for Easy Rider and Street Chopper, Street Street Chopper, if I can say it right. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's talk about this fascination you have with Harley Davidson. Because given this book, and it's beautiful, by the way, two hundred and eighty-eight plus pages. Thank you. It's really nicely it done. Book, yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. I mean, I, I I'm not really into Harleys, but I like them. And just going through this book is. It's really nicely done. So, kind of walk us through your your fascination bikes. How'd you get into bikes?
1: How'd I get into bikes? I mean, most most guys I know when we were young. Uh, I, I grew up in Alberta, and like most young men, I guess you know, young, young, young played in the sandbox with little cars, and then it, it then it, uh, it grew into model cars. I mean, I still remember the first uh, model car my dad bought me. I was like eight or nine. Uh huh. And it was Richard, Richard Petty's uh, 64 Belvedere. I mean, (laughs) that car is like etched in my mind, you know? Oh yeah. And, and it, it just grew from that. I mean, I remember watching cars, hot rods blast down the road and I just was just fascinated by it and stuff like that. Uh, Let's see. uh, We moved back to Quebec when I was 12 and um, I started growing uh, fond of motorcycles. I mean, I've always, you know. Bikes, cars, anything mechanical. I was creative as a kid. Uh, I'd like to make things with my hands and stuff. And um, I got my first motorcycle when I was 16. It was a Suzuki GT500 that I bought used. And um, not not too long after that, actually, I met my brother-in-law, who was new in the family. And he showed up with a 69 Dart. (laughs) It kind of changed my path. Okay. Back then, he had a 69 Dart with a Slant 6, but he showed me how to adjust his val- the, the valves on it. And it was um, it was a Slant 6 with a 4-barrel, Offenhauser intake, a solid cam. And I mean, just that thing that he showed me how to adjust valves on it, that just totally blew my mind. Yeah. From then on, I mean, uh, I went and bought myself a 60, 1967 Pontiac Beaumont. I'm kind of off the topic of bikes
0: now. <laughs> I was going to say, uh, <laughs> I don't hear any words Harley-Davidson yet in this conversation.
1: <laughs> yeah, but I mean, in, in between then, I was buying uh, all the Easy Rider magazines, biker magazines, and I was a kid. I mean, I was like 13, 14, you know, and uh, my mom used to throw them away. You know? <laughs> yeah, so like,
0: why are you looking at yeah, this but I was just trash for? It.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, but I mean it, you know, I was just fascinated by the bikes and, and the culture and all that stuff. Sure. But anyway, I took a, I took a side uh side road when my brother-in-law showed me uh where well, I saw his 69 Dart and like I said, I I went out got myself a 67 Beaumont, uh, Pontiac Beaumont, which is the equivalent of a 67 Chevelle, except it had a different grill and it had a a, a 67 uh GTO dash. Nice. And I had a 283 and uh, I slowly started fixing that up and, you know, and then I eventually ended up in bikes, you know, a few years down the road. When did you
0: make this transition from the bike? And that was a pretty big bike. I mean, a 500 for a first bike for a 16-year-old. That was... Uh, a pretty big motor. Yeah, I, I mean, guess. Got some power when you think about it, you know, versus the first bikes I was riding were 125s, maybe 250s, uh, Yamahas, and, and like I said, Hondas or dirt bikes and things like that. Actually, my first bike was a Honda CT70 trail bike. Uh, okay. When I was, okay. my mom and dad bought my sister and I each one when we were about eight, nine years old for riding. Not uh, lucky you. Riding on the beach. <laughs> yeah, it was for riding on the beach. We go down to Mexico to camp on the beach. And we'd ride those things okay. up and down the beach. And of course, every once in a while, you get two miles away and run out of gas and you have to push that thing all the way back in the sand. That was not easy. But so when did you make this transition? <laughs> for yeah. you. Yeah, yeah, for me. Uh, when you made, yeah, first world problems, right? When you, uh, When you made this transition from the bike you had, like when did you first get into, Harleys cuz that's a big change.
1: Yeah, well back then I knew I couldn't afford because I, I had to buy my own stuff, you know. I bought my first bike. I went, you know, I had a part-time job when I was in high school and then, you know, I bought my first bike, then I bought my car, you know, I paid for my licenses and all that stuff and uh I loved Harleys. I mean, I knew it. You know, I, I loved everything mechanical. I and I just loved Harleys and choppers, and, and I loved the magazines. Because of those and magazines, and all yeah. that stuff. Yeah, basically. I mean, you know, was, you know. And down the road, when I was uh, twenty-one, I got my hand crushed in a machine where I was working. Oh, ow. so anyway, I had. Yeah, I mean, stuff like that happens in life. So, anyway, <laughs> well. I was two years off uh, with, you know, operations and stuff like that, try to bring it back. So, anyway, I eventually stopped all that and went back to work. But, um, I bought my first Harley, uh, shortly after that, a 1989 Sportster. And after that, I sold that maybe like a year and a half after, and I started building my first custom.
0: So, so you were always pretty hands-on, mechanical, fabricating
1: stuff? You know, I really wanted to be when I was young. That's, what, that's one of the things I find, um, you know, uh, of our generation. There wasn't much guidance back then, and I knew what I wanted to do. I mean, I knew I wanted to, I, I wanted to build cars. I wanted to build bikes. I wanted to do stuff mechanical. And I, I, I was always fascinated by welders and stuff like, you know, how, how, what they did in working metal and stuff. But I, I, you know, I, I saw welding shops back then. And this is like, you know, 70s, 80s, you know. And um, welding shops back then, I mean, they were dirty. I mean, the guys were dirty. It was it was dirty work. And that's not what I wanted to do. So I never went in that direction. I mean, even in high school, they had auto shop. But I never took it because it they, they were always working on.
0: Yeah, kind of crummy old cars.
1: Crummy old cars, you know. So didn't interest me. So I took wood shop. Where I could create stuff, you know. So yeah, I mean, I, I always worked, you know, like my my '67 Pontiac Beaumont. I I did the motor, did the uh, differential. I, I I took the whole thing apart and repainted it and everything. So yeah, I was mechanically inclined, but I wasn't doing really any fabrication then. But when I um, when I first started building my first custom, I was at the point I bought a frame, I bought a motor, a tranny, all that stuff, and I had I wanted to modify the frame. And I knew what to do by reading magazines and stuff because, you know, they always had tech tips and stuff like that. And I was, I was reading that stuff like, like uh, religiously, you know. And I knew what to do, but I didn't have the means to do it, which is welding. So my wife at the time said, I'll introduce you to somebody. And she introduced me to, uh, to a guy that I ended up working for, Sylvain Jeannet, which, he, who was a, a, um, a local Harley builder. And he was very good. So I went and saw him. I told him what I wanted to do. And he liked what I wanted to do. And he saw what I was doing so far. So he ended up hiring me. Nice. And I worked for him. Yeah, it was actually really nice. And I mean, I was kind of blown away. I mean, this guy knew what he was doing. And he was going to show me how to move ahead in that. And he showed me how to TIG weld. I mean, that's most people learn how to weld by stick welding and then MIG welding. And then TIG welding, Mm -hmm. but Sylvain he only welded uh, TIG welding, so he showed me TIG welding, and I remember the first time he showed me uh, how to TIG weld, and I was I was happy. I mean, (laughs) I knew what I want. I knew what path I I was on, you know, and I I was uh, yeah, I knew exactly what I wanted to do.
0: Yeah, so from there you kind of took off and started building stuff, and then yep. I mean uh, but that's a pretty big jump into building bikes that win awards and so far were you building bikes for other people or did you just start building your own stuff and then selling it to finance the next one or I mean how did you get to the point where you're building bikes that were winning national competitions
1: Well I mean this was the uh, early 90s mm-hmm. when I was uh, starting to build and it just progressed. I mean we were uh, I started building bikes with Savannah and We were building nice stuff and I worked like I said, I worked for him for a year. Then I partnered with two guys who were doing like uh, paint and uh, we did that and did that for like a year and a half and then I then I went on my own.
0: I see. Okay. Yeah. And so you got like an MBA yeah. and then I wanna, yeah. <laughs> in building, if you will, from some experts. Yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah. 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 And um so I quit. my I sold my my bike and i bought some equipment and i set up a, a shop at home and i started building i mean i was doing frames i was doing sheet metal work uh you name it swing arms all sorts of stuff handlebars and whatever and uh, my name started going around and all the winning all the big show winning bikes out of quebec pretty much had my hand in it at the time wow nice so uh yeah That's so then cool. i st- yeah, it was. I mean, it was fun. I mean, it was exciting. It was a very exciting time. And then I started building bikes just for myself. And then I started doing the Easy rider shows and all the shows in the, in the States, which I've always, you know, that was like the Mecca back then, you know, right. And uh, I started, I started winning them. So very, yeah. that's so very cool. Took off from there.
0: Well, let's dive into this yeah. book because it's a beautiful book. I mean, everything from from the cover, which is very cool. It looks like a an old Harley that maybe was in a crate or something like that on the cover. That the bike yeah. that's on the cover, yeah.
1: Uh, it's it's actually, it's a gorgeous book. I mean, it's motor books. So, I mean, they've always done uh, oh, yeah, beautiful indeed. books, whether cars, bikes, trains, or whatever, you know, they always do beautiful books. Yeah, but yeah, it's, a, it's, an, old, uh, it's an old Harley. I think, it's a, I think it's 1914.
0: Yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah. And I tell you, your motor yeah. books, they've sent me a lot, the publishers, they've sent me a lot of great uh, authors of books that have come through here, and all their books are just w- really stunning. And what's beautiful about this book, my interpretation of it, I've got a copy of my hands here, is it's really a neat combination of beautifully executed, like Harleys are. I mean, the design, the layout, the uh-huh. photography, but it's an encyclopedia in a way, because it walks you through this history going all the way back to 1903, and the details and the beautiful pictures, and you just see this wealth of Information that Harley's done over these years. When you took on this project, uh, let me ask you this: Had you done a book before? Number one,
1: uh, I had been contracted by Motorbooks a while back to do my story, but then the the economy took a dump in two thousand and eight. Oh yeah, so no, that a bunch year, books, yeah, a bunch, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that year, yeah. Everybody remembers that. Yeah. So a bunch of books were dropped, and mine was one of them. So I had started to, and I I had worked with Darwin. Oh, yeah. He's been a
0: guest here time. on the show. Yeah.
1: Yep. 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 And he's a great guy. So he's basically the guy who contacted me for this book.
0: Oh, very yep. nice. Well, let me ask mm-hmm. you this. And maybe what we'll do is we'll come back with this question because I want to start off with a first book effort like this. I mean, you took, like I said at the beginning, this is almost 300 pages. It's very large format. To me, it's almost one of those like coffee table books, but it's filled with information. Whereas a lot of coffee table books are beautiful to look at, lots of pretty pictures, but not a lot of substance sometimes outside of that. So uh, keep this thought in mind. A big challenge with this project. We're going to take a break and thank our sponsors. And we come back, we're going to dive into that in a little bit. So keep the helmet on and the gears uh, or the bike <laughs> in gear and the, the hand on the handlebars, and we'll be right back. Linkage. It's a new quarterly publication and website Did you know that Cars yeah is in the top 1% of all podcasts based on listenership, according to Libsyn, the premier RSS feed for podcasts in the United States? That's right. And Cars yeah is the only five-day-a-week automotive-focused podcast for you to get your message into the ears of thousands of listeners daily from all over the world. Plus, DuPont Registry recommended Cars Yeah is one of their top 10 car podcasts for you to enjoy. Cars has experienced tremendous growth, plus your ads are evergreen, meaning they never go away. And more and more listeners find Cars every day for their daily dose of automotive inspiration. Do you want to expose your brand to a highly targeted list of automotive enthusiasts in a very unique and very personal way? Well, I can help you. Contact me, Mark Green, at mark.carsyeah.com or through the website at carsyeah.com today. To learn more okay so we're back so let's talk about this challenge issue when you took on this book because this is no little feat like cover all of harley why don't you do that and a lot of books have been created about harley davidson what would you say was your biggest challenge in putting this project together (laughs)
1: <laughs> well, at the beginning, you, you introduced me as a, a as a Harley historian. That um, I find that a little uh, quite ex- an exaggeration, you know. <laughs> hey, my job when, is to uh, make Dar- you look when, like a
0: million bucks. Okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I've always been my worst promoter. There you go. But I mean, uh, when Darwin when Darwin asked me to do this book, I asked him exactly why me. Why are you picking me? I could probably name you a dozen people around in, in this area that probably have more information or knowledge on Harley than I do. And he says, well, because I know you can write it. And, he, and and he knew that whatever work I took on, I did it well.
0: Was it because of the, the articles that you wrote before for like Easy Rider and, and Street Chopper? You You'd been a bit of a journalist?
1: Uh, a little bit, yeah, and and like I said, I, I I wrote my my story before, and he had it, so he knew that I could oh, write.
0: Okay, there you go. So he
1: he, I guess he had faith in me, and and I I lacked a little bit of faith. But then I said it'll be a challenge for me, and I love challenges. I love challenges, you know. And it was a challenge. It was quite a challenge. Yeah.
0: If you if you could if you could pick maybe one major thing that was daunting about it, what would it be?
1: Um. Oh, Jesus. Um, it's, uh, I don't know. You might want to edit this. I don't know. It might take a while to... <laughs> it was, it's It's a lot of information. It's a lot of information.
0: Right. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing that I noticed when I go through it is it's just there are a it, lot of words it was in It a lot here. of information, yeah. <laughs>
1: Not just a lot of pretty it, pictures. It, it, yeah. I, I had to because when you look at, uh, uh, I mean, there's so many books out there on Harley. There's so much information out there on Harley. And finding, especially in the early years, finding the, the correct, you know, even if Harley wrote it, you know, he, he, I mean, they've wrote a lot of books, uh, a, you know, a lot of it has been changed throughout the years and stuff. And finding the exact numbers and stuff, that was very hard, mm. very hard. And, um, but I mean, I, w- I went through it and it was a lot of time. It took me a lot of time. Cause, you know, I don't do this professionally. You know, it's not like I write books every year. I mean, Darwin and uh, and Zach Miller too. I mean, he was my editor after Darwin. I mean, that's all these guys do is write books. I mean, so yeah, for for me, it was a big challenge doing this. But I mean, I'm I'm so happy I did it. You
0: know? Oh yeah, you took it on. I mean, you really should be proud of what you did here because it's is spectacular. And I know in our pre-show chat, you mentioned you know it's not all you. You got a team around you to help you, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, like I said, Darwin started off uh, as my editor, and unfortunately, um, uh, he had an accident (laughs) right at the very beginning, so uh, Zach Miller jumped on board, and he had other projects going on too, so this was kind of dropped in his lap, and, uh, you know, he took care of me as an editor, you know, does, and he he took very good care of me, and yeah, and uh, yeah, I mean... A lot of hours on the phone and a lot of discussion and a lot of discussions. And uh, yeah.
0: Well, and I'll tell you that being a, having worked in the graphic advertising, graphic design world and advertising world, it's really nicely done from a visual standpoint. Sometimes I get books and I'm really excited and I open them up and I go, oh, like they hire their daughter who's in high school art class to. Lay this book out. It doesn't, you know, not to diminish any young girls in high school art class, but, you know, it just didn't look well done. This is really nicely presented. Uh, to me, it's one of those things that you'd really uh love to give to a friend if they're into motorcycles and Harleys and so forth. So uh, the whole team, kudos to the whole team for what they did. Uh, all of you guys did a, a really spectacular job. Um, I want to talk a little bit about a special bike in your life. Uh, you mentioned the first one you had, the Sportster, but I I would assume maybe along the way yep. one of your builds really stands out for you what, what was that
1: um i'd say the one that i had the most fun with probably was a a custom pan head with a sidecar that i built Ooh, yeah yeah but it, it was not your it wasn't your traditional uh, sidecar mm-hmm. I, I had taken the, the seat out of a uh, an old funny car and the and the seat sat probably four or five inches off the ground and the passenger basically just sat in that, and he had like a small basket up front to, to put his legs in. And it was like a tenderless bike, but with a sidecar.
0: Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Death wish for the rider.
1: Yeah. Death wish, yes, yeah. exactly. And I had a photographer follow me for a year, actually for the for my uh, the, the first book that Motorbooks uh, commissioned me on. And he followed me, and we went to Sturgis on that thing, and it was crazy, I mean. Really? It was just a, yeah, it was a, it was a fun, fun bike. Four-speed, kickstart only, and uh, yeah, so it was, a, it was a fun bike. Yeah, so I'd say that one.
0: What circle <laughs> would that be? What era, what year would that bike be, if, if you could give it a year?
1: Uh, 2005. 2005, Five. okay. Yeah, so not, 2005, not super yeah. old,
0: then. Not like starting with uh, a yeah. super old. Well, you know what I mean. I mean, you think about... Restoring old cars from the 50s or 40s, 30s, 60s, even 70s. But yeah, 2005, Mm -hmm. I I think of that as more modern. But you obviously radically changed thing
1: yeah well it, 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 it was an old uh, reproduction panhead so it was old technology you know a little bit modernized i got okay. like an old ratchet lid four speed yeah yeah,
0: yeah. Oh, so very it looked cool. like
1: old school but yeah old school but modernized so yeah. nice
0: well i'm gonna be your motorcycle psychologist here today okay mitch uh so settle back on the couch <laughs> right. here yeah settle back on the couch we'd like to talk about your childhood uh no we already did that uh if you were manifest as a bike Now, this isn't what you want to be. This is the man in the mirror, how you perceive yourself as a human being, manifest in a motorcycle. What would Mitch be, but more importantly, why?
1: Wow, you know what? I didn't think of that because I was thinking cars
0: well you can mm. you can pick a car if you want, but we are talking about motorcycles here, so maybe maybe twisting mm. it up a little bit to talk about twisting the wrist, you know, nice play on words there yeah is, is a bike, yeah, mm. if you could if you could be you know pick and let's narrow it down since you just did this book, any old Harley so pick an old Harley that just kind of you look at it and you just it feels like you for whatever reason
1: well um. I would probably say an old WLA, the old 45 Flathead.
0: Okay. And why is that? Uh, They were
1: plain looking.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, come on. You're a little better than just plain. plain You're a little better than plain looking guy.
1: They were were super, they were super dependable bikes. Okay. They were um, low key. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm not a very, I'm not a very outgoing guy i'm very low-key okay you know if you're if you're talking cars i would have told you i was a i'd be a sleeper so you know oh
0: oh oh really okay well let's go down the car lane okay as long as we're here uh you'd be a sleeper of some kind so would you be an older car that just looks kind of nondescript but has a kick-ass motor in it or more modern
1: um i'm more of an old car guy okay new cars really don't do it for me um I'd probably be a 66, 67 Chevy. Okay. A uh, Biscayne or a Bel Air. Yeah. You know, post. Um, and with either, with probably a small block and a four speed with a, you know, powder blue or a refrigerator white paint job. Something, <laughs> <Okay>. you know. <laughs> yeah. With little hubcap. <laughs> okay. Yeah.
0: Just something that, you know, if somebody yeah. goes, ah, okay, nothing special, but then we'll yeah. step on the gas and you could go. Yep.
1: Yeah. Okay. To back it up. Okay. Exactly. I like it. That's very. The well, same cool. thing with the bike. I mean, I, I like I like dependability and something uh, that goes along the way.
0: I like it. Well, it makes sense with what you do. I love it. Well, you know, I always ask my guests to uh, suggest a great book. Obviously, today we're going to suggest to all the listeners uh, this wonderful book that Mitch Bergeron uh, penned, along with our friends at Motorbooks. It's titled The Harley-Davidson Sourcebook, All the Milestone Production Models Since 1903. And like I said, this thing is huge. It's it's a wonderful size format, obviously perfect bound, you know, 288 pages, I think I noted when I picked this up, uh, close to that. Yeah, something like that. So very large format. So I would encourage, uh, if you love bikes, even if you're not into Harleys, I guarantee you this would be something to put in your library resources and learn a little bit about so when you're at a bike show or a car show, some bike guys roll up, you can... Talk about some of these bikes because going through this, I learned a few things that I didn't know. And I'm not an expert on Harleys by any means, but some of the older bikes are just that's what I love to look at. They're just stunning and really unique in the fact that you put so much of the detail and information, uh, specifications into this. I think it's very cool. And I'll put a, a link on Mitch's show notes page. Of course, you can just go to uh, Quarto, Q-U-A-R-T-O knows, Quarto Uh You can get your books there. Uh, I would assume Amazon as well, or anywhere that you buy your books, this book will be available. Yep. And it's a great holiday gift since holidays are coming up here. I love to give my friends books. I always give my friends book during the holidays because it's something that they don't just consume and it goes away. They can resource it and go back to it for the rest of their lives. So uh, I would encourage you listeners to do that. I'm going to take you on what I call the ultimate ride today, Mitch. I can enable you to be on any vehicle. Now, this could be a car or a bike. You can be with anybody, okay. living or deceased, and you can be going anywhere. So if money was no object and I had the magic scepter, what would that ultimate ride look like for you?
1: Um, I would say I'd like to go ride with Richard Petty. Nice and either his 70 Superbird or the 64 Belvedere.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and take a few laps, you know, maybe like 50.
0: <laughs> yeah, like 50. Yeah, just a few. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yep. Yeah. And I would just uh I would just hold on and shut up basically. I don't know. I wouldn't talk then.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, maybe afterwards. So, I'm guessing maybe a Daytona or somewhere like that
1: yeah super speedway or or one of those yeah Yeah. i mean anywhere if it's one of if it's in one of those cars i mean you know yeah those are dream cars they're just so beautifully built for back then i mean i love old style you know builds and Mm -hmm. and they're just so beautiful and i mean uh, the petty blue i mean oh classic i mean for me you know for me it's it's a it's a throwback to my childhood, just that that one model that I had, you know.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I've I've tried, I've worked on it. Maybe I'll be able to land him as a guest one day. I did have a son, Kyle Petty Jr., on the show who also was mm-hmm. in bikes and riding. He was a bike guy, or is a bike guy, uh, loves True. B- bikes yep. and so forth. So uh, maybe one day I can get him on the show, and then I'll put in a good word for you and say, hey, I, I got a, uh, you, got a <laughs> you got a you got a Carsley <laughs> alumni who would love to, to go a little ride oh with
1: you. God. And yeah. uh, who knows? You know, nuts. you
0: never know if you don't ask, you don't get. So there
1: you go you never know that's They're, true very Speaking cool wheel gets grease yeah
0: exactly <laughs> exactly well you have taken us on a fun ride today mitch and i'm really happy that we got to meet and i'm excited that steve roth there at Cordo Books and motorbooks introduced you to me and got us together steve's brought me some great guests before i let you go could you share maybe an inspirational quote a saying a mantra leave our <laughs> listeners with today
1: oh uh, well you know you know what throughout my my career and stuff i mean it's, it's, you know, I've had a lot of struggles and stuff like anybody that's had a, had a business, you know, and mm-hmm. when I was younger, I took business courses because that's one of the things that I wasn't very good at the business part. I was good at creating, you know, and everything else, but the business, mm-hmm. so I took courses and what I realized is that I had a great passion for what I did and that was my strength, passion. You know, you have to have passion if you want to succeed at whatever it is you're doing. And I read something lately uh, that was very interesting, and, and, and it's uh, the word itself. Passion is from the Latin word "passio," and it means suffering or enduring. <laughs> and compassion, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and compa, yeah. It's, it's it's weird, yeah. You don't think of that. And compassion means to suffer with, mm. and the compassionate aren't immune to other people's pain. So passion is it at its core a form of pain that demands. To be quenched.
0: You know, it, that is very interesting, and, and I, I remember now hearing that, probably from one of the many inspiring automotive enthusiasts I have. It
1: could be, yeah.
0: There's a, a movie called The Passion of the Christ. I don't know if you ever saw that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yep. pretty, very dramatic movie. And you think about... His passion and his suffering, you think about Jesus Christ suffering and dying for us on the cross and all this, Mm -hmm. there you go. That's where that word, what you just said, that came to my mind and it just... I don't know why I just yeah. that came into my mind but you're right. Those of us who have a passion for something and we we work so hard to make it work, we suffer through our work. We suffer through our yeah, passion. You do. Yeah, yeah. Exactly.
1: Yeah, yeah. You got to do a lot of sacrifices and yep. you suffer through it and Oh yeah. but if you if you succeed it, it's so worth it. It's so worth it. Absolutely. Because you you yeah.
0: yeah, and you and said something else that, that was very valuable, and that is, um, and I've heard this from many, many guests, if you're very good at something, a craft, fabricating, building, creating, designing, photography, w- building bikes, cart, whatever, you may not Anything, be very yeah. good at business. Go out and get some business education, and if you don't like doing that part of your business, yes. hire a really good person to, do, to be your CPA, to be your lawyer, to yep. be a business advisor, yep. because that's where I see a lot of people – that could have succeeded, they fail. And that's also what drives them out of business because they just go, this is no fun. I'm not doing this anymore.
1: So Exactly, exactly. yeah. yeah and some people love that. I mean, some people are great at numbers and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Yeah, surround yourself with people that are good at what they do. Yep. You well, know, they're the equivalent of you in another field. So go get them, and they'll help you along the way. Yeah. The
0: great uh, Jim Rohn had a great saying that we are the culmination of the people we surround ourselves with, and we spend the most time with, and that is very, very true. So, Mom was right. Pick your friends, and pick them well, and don't hang out with losers. Yep. So, <laughs> exactly. What are some yeah. ways? What are some ways that people can uh, keep up with you? Do you have a website, or you've active on social media?
1: Uh, just Facebook. I don't have a website. And, okay. Uh,
0: Okay, cool. Awesome. i make sure I put a link to that. And again, listeners, uh, you can find links to this book. I encourage you to get your hands on one. I've got a copy. It's really, really magnificent. It's a wonderful book. You're really going to love it. Mitch, thanks for being so generous today with your time and your expertise and for sharing this new book. Congratulations. Well done. Now you can do another one.
1: Thank you very much, Mark. Thank you.
0: Oh, well, you're welcome. This was great fun. Until you and I talk again, I'll see you down the road. How did you discover your path to a fulfilling life? Too many young people flounder in finding an education and a career that fits. But for those who have a passion for cars, trucks, and motorcycles, and who love working with their hands, problem-solving, and fixing things, a career as a professional auto technician is incredibly rewarding. Cars yeah! is pleased to team up with TechForce Foundation, our charity of choice, in bringing scholarships technical education and hands-on experience to young people so they can discover a possible future join me and lend your support by visiting techforce.org today thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at cars yeah drive on over to CarsYa.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun